Welcome everyone, I'm Jeffrey Goodman, Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana, and we're here today for Shreveport Bossier, my city, my community, my home. It's not every day that Ellen and I get to sit down with a former mayor, but that's exactly what we're doing today. Today's guest is Mayor Hussey, who I've known all my life. I was just telling him off camera, he's probably known me longer than I've known myself. So. Thanks for doing this today. Glad to be here. Thank you. Well, I'll hop in. As I told you, I've got a few questions for you. So right. um, my first question is, you you were the mayor of Shreveport from 1982 to 1990, 1982 to 1990. And for the four years before that, you served on the Shreveport City Council. Right. For someone out there considering a career in politics, in your opinion, what are some of the traits that make someone effective in politics? Well, experience helps. It's best to start off at a lower level, as I did. Uh, I ran for the city council thinking I was going to be there for four years and move on to other things. But I enjoyed it a lot, and so uh, uh, being on the council, it, allowed me to uh, learn about the city, about the city's budgets, and all of the personnel. And so I would recommend that people start at a lower level and then uh, move up. And aside from experience, what are other traits that uh, allow someone to excel or be effective, in your opinion? Uh, well, you have to have a real interest in what's going on. Some people are interested in city politics and a lot of people are not interested in it. So uh, you need to develop an interest in it and then once you do that, uh, learn about the technical aspects of budgeting and so forth, which is the very dull stuff that you need to know. And, and, and just in terms of um, per, a, a kind of personality, what kind of personality, I mean, any kind of personality can be successful or what what sort of personality do you think that's that's a good fit with what this job is going to demand? What people think of a politician is somebody who's a backslapper, gladhander, and there's a lot of those, but that's not necessary. You, if you are interested in people and interested in the city problems, uh, you can work through those without being a, a gladhander. And one reason, one reason that we started this Shreveport Bossier, my city, my community, my home initiative was because we felt our community had a self-esteem issue and we needed to spend more time highlighting the positive aspects of who we are and of ourselves. Do you feel like Shreveport Bossier has always had a negative self-image or what do you think led to this feeling that seems fairly rampant? now in our community? Well, I think we have for a long time had a self-esteem issue. There was a, uh, a Baptist priest, preacher here and uh, he gave a speech about uh, Shreveport and uh, how it had a negative issue, but negative uh, uh, attitude toward ourselves. And that speech was given in the 1980s so it's been going on for a long time. 
And what do you, what do you attribute that to? What because and you grew up here. You were you born in Shreveport? I was born in Shreveport. In 1934. So, I mean, do you do you feel like that existed through your childhood and through your early years? I don't know about childhood, but but uh, Shreveport was a, a booming city in the uh, 1950s, the, mainly because of the oil business. We we had a, it, Shreveport had terrific natural resources. Uh, we had oil. Uh, we had a, a great timber industry and uh, great farming and uh, uh, we didn't have a lot of manufacturing but uh, when the oil business kind of went bad in the mid 1960s I guess uh, a lot of the uh, large businesses moved out of Shreveport the the oil businesses consolidated in, in Houston we lost United Gas, we lost Texas Eastern, and several others. And so the, the leadership at that time decided that we would develop some manufacturing businesses. And we got, we brought in, the, the main one was Western Electric, that later became AT&T. And then uh, uh, we had, had a General Electric plant, a Ford plant, so all of a sudden we turned into a manufacturing city. Um, our manufacturing percentage of employment was much larger than that of the state of Louisiana. The state of Louisiana still relied on all of its resources, primarily oil. And, uh, Do you think as we made that shift to manufacturing, our self-esteem remained intact during that it, early period? It, it remained intact when they brought in those uh, manufacturing business, but the, the moving out of the oil companies was a shock to everybody. Shreveport was growing every 10 years, our population would increase, then all of a sudden it was not. Uh, so uh, we had, had to go in a different direction, brought in manufacturing. And uh, when I became mayor, we had a great uh, Western Electric plant that employed uh, over 5,000 people. Uh, and that was a, th those were great jobs. We had, of course, the General Motors plant that had even even better jobs. So our, our economy was humming. And then within the, the, the time that I was mayor, uh, the oil business faded. Uh, and in addition, a lot of those manufacturing plants moved out of the country. Western Electric Jobs went to uh, the Middle East. The uh, General Motors Jobs went to Mexico. And so all of a sudden we had all of these empty plants, nobody working. So that, that'll, that'll give you a bad attitude. And you think that was kind of the start of what we may still be feeling a little bit today? I, I, definitely so. Okay. All right, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a visit probably something that wasn't a high point of your life, but I, in doing my research, I was interested to right. be reminded of this. So, I would imagine one of the more difficult events you oversaw during your term in office were the riots that occurred in Cedar Grove in 1988. 
I came across a quote of yours that appeared in the Washington Post days after rioters looted and set fire to businesses in Cedar Grove, where you said, we've got problems in our economy, we've got problems in our racism, we've got many other problems. We're now 34 years removed from the Cedar Grove event. Would you still say something similar about the state of our community now? Uh, yeah, I think so. We have uh, uh, we, we have had racial problems for a long time, and they've continued. Uh, we have a lot of white flight. Uh, when, when I was mayor, 60% of our population was, was white and about 35% black. Uh, that's now switched. And the primarily reason is that people are leaving Shreveport. They're going to the suburbs, uh, uh, Blanchard, Keithville, uh, but primarily to Bossier City. Uh, when I was growing up, Bossier City was the place that had a lot of bars. As a young person, uh, I would find my way out there. But, but nowadays, Bossier City has great subdivisions. It's a bedroom community for Shreveport. That's happened not only in Shreveport, it's happened in, in uh, southern cities all across the south. Uh, Jackson, Birmingham, uh, e even in Dallas. But uh, uh, that, presents, that presents problems when people are moving out of the city. Population increased every year from, from 1950 until 1990. And then in 1990, there's somebody waving to 1990, the <laughs> uh, population decreased by about 20,000 people. And that was a shocker to a lot, a lot of us. That's in a 10 year census? In a 10 year, or? 10-year period, we lost 20,000. Wow, which is close to 10% of our overall. Yeah, and when that happens, uh, that'll give you a bad attitude. <laughs> it's discouraging. And so we, we need to get our economy started up again. We need to uh, develop more jobs and uh, bring people back to the city. If, you, if, if we don't do that, well, then the city is, is going to have problems for a long time. And from your perspective, what are some of the areas of our community that may be struggling even more than they were? I mean, I know you've talked a little bit about this, but struggling even more than maybe they were when you were the mayor. Well, the, well, the number one thing when I was mayor, uh, the difference between now and when I was mayor was that loss of manufacturing jobs. Uh, when you lose 5,000 jobs in one plant, that's just devastating to your community. The, the people who uh, worked in those plants, they had great jobs with great benefits. Uh, I ran into a fellow recently who uh, was head of the union at uh, General Motors. He was a friend of mine. He had retired. Asked him how he was doing. He said he's just doing fine. He, he made a lot of money at General Motors. Uh, 
uh, bought a house, had a boat, had a car, uh, cars, sent his kids to college, and so he did that on a General Motors job. We don't have those jobs anymore, so we need to develop for the new jobs. Uh, I'll give you an example of how things have changed since I was Please. Absolutely. And uh, on, on, it's like for telephones, people my age have telephones. I carry one around. Uh, my grandchildren have telephones like that. They only communicate that way. So it's we're living in a different kind of atmosphere. And the kind of jobs you're going to have are different. But anyway, that's, that's a big change that happened. Yeah. Well, in, on the on the on the other side of that, what are some of the areas of our community where we seem to be doing better, maybe than when you were mayor? Well, the uh, the, the transportation in Shreveport <clears throat> is very good. One of the things that we have done, and it was a lot of the planning was started in the nineteen fifties. You can drive to any place in Shreveport in 15 or 20 minutes. And you get there, I hear some people complain about the traffic. There was, I remember there was one guy who came to me. He said, it just takes forever to get to work. And he was driving to work, and I said, well, time yourself. And he timed himself, and it took him 15 minutes to get to work. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I have a son who lives in California, and he's, he spends uh, half an hour getting to work. And, and, and that's a short commute in California. Right. I have a grandson who drives from uh, Dallas to, to uh, north of Fort Worth to go to work, and he, his uh, commute is an hour. So it's a different, we have great transportation. And that's, that's something we've had for a long time. And we'll have, uh, we contrast ourselves with Baton Rouge versus done no planning at all. Right. And, uh, driving around Baton Rouge is a torture. <laughs> so. And what else do you see that you feel like, you know, this is, this is, this is an improvement upon the way it was in the... Well, the transportation is a, is a big advantage. Uh, having a a smaller community is an advantage. And I think sometimes we look at 
uh, the successes of larger communities and think that we uh, want to be like them, but Shreveport is not going to be like them. You don't, you don't go from being Shreveport to Dallas overnight. I have, uh, my son Brennan has three children. They're now 26 years old. Uh, none of them live in Shreveport. One lives in Baton Rouge, one lives in Austin, and one lives in Dallas. They're triplets of people out there trying to do the math. And That's right. They're, <laughs> right. they're triplets. Right. They're 26 years old. And they like Shreveport, but they would never come back here for a career. They all have careers that are elsewhere. Does that, does that bother you or keep you up at night, or do you, does, does that feel like a failure on, on some part of something? No, no I don't. It's just an indication of how the economy in other places is uh, better than it is in Shreveport. And when you say, you know, there are benefits to being smaller, what do you mean by that exactly? Well, with a smaller community, you, you can have uh, uh, the leadership that uh, uh, can have an impact. If you're in a larger community, that's difficult to do. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm down to my final question with you, which is, as, as you look around, what, what, makes you, what makes you optimistic about the next 10 years or the next 20 years of this community? Well, as, as evidenced by your uh, programs, there are a lot of people in Shreveport who are interested in the future of Shreveport. Shreveport is, is a great place to live. Uh, I wouldn't think of living anyplace else. Of course, I never have. But but I'm not starting out in my life with a career. Uh, I've, I've pretty much had my career. And uh, uh, so I'm optimistic in that there's a lot of people who are interested in, in the future of Shreveport. And they want to do something about it. And they're interested in it. Uh, they're concerned. They're concerned about it, and uh, they want to want to improve it, and they want people to come back here and live, live. And so that's my main reason for optimism. Uh, first, you, you live here; you can live other places. You have lived in other places, and uh, but but you're back here now at, at the Y. I'm optimistic about what all the programs that the Y has going on. They're doing a great job. need to improve our economy. We need to have more jobs. And uh, that should be the number one concern of the leadership today. And you're, you're, you're optimistic or believe that we can possibly turn that corner? Or I, that? Think so. I think so. We've done it before. Uh, we're not going to be Austin, but uh, we can be a successful community. Great place to live. Well, I appreciate you, Mayor. I appreciate uh, all you've done for this community. I appreciate all you've done for me. You've always uh, been a been uh, selfless and, a, and made time for me, and been a been a, a guide and mentor. So I appreciate well, you. Thank you. You're doing a great job, Jeffrey. The YMCA is a very progressive uh, entity for us, and it's been doing a lot of good things. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Good, good to have you. It was good to be here.